So yeah, uh, the girl pushes her out of the dumb waiter. She's like, no, 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 bitch, you can't be in here because I'm in here. But the way she put, closes it, she misses her timing and she ends up decapitating herself on the dumb waiter with the door. It's a <laughs> real good death. I really enjoyed it. I was like, dumb waiter death. I'm into it. Well done. I was like, the name uh, is dumb. <laughs> Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. guys welcome to horror movie survival guide yeah i'm Terry. uh this week we are talking about 2019's ready or not here we go title, <laughs> title of this episode is we have to protect the family yes at all costs we must protect uh and the ta- and the tagline for this film is a killer game of hide and seek that is yep that is that what works, it is works both ways <laughs> literally uh, uh, mm-hmm. This movie was made for six million dollars. What? It was, that's it? And, and it made fifty-seven million dollars. Yeah. So that's why Ready or Not Two is apparently, perhaps, oh yeah, on the docket. It's gotta um, be. This movie was written by R. Christopher Murphy and Guy Busick, and directed by Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillett. These folks will be bringing us Scream Five next year. Oh, okay. So that gives me hope. I watched this movie and I was like, yeah, all right. Scream 5 from these guys. Cool. Sounds Might great. Might be freaking awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I would love to see whatever the heck they do next. This was, I think, super fun. Uh, this uh, little rock. Yeah, this, mm-hmm. this movie is a, a delight from beginning to end, I think. Uh, I have a little bit of alternate universe casting for you. that I think that this actress could have done this role, not probably not as well, but almost as well, uh, Margot Robbie. Oh, you mean her double? (laughs) (laughs) You think they look alike? They look so much alike. I mean, like, even like, even in Mayhem, when she like did like some of her faces, I was like, oh, Harley Quinn. Like, it's like, they're very much in the same like family. Do you know what I mean? They're like, definitely play sisters for sure. Okay. Yeah. I have never thought about it before, but I see where you're going with this. Oh yeah. Um, uh, let me just point out uh, a shout out to the costume uh, designer for this movie because uh, they made 17 versions of her wedding dress for, throughout this film. Yeah, they would have to. I was wondering about that because it's just like so much action. So much happens to that dress in different iterations. Yeah. You would have to have like doubles of each one or whatever, depending on what's happening or where they're at. Like doing continuity for this must have been a beast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so we open on a series of quite uh scary looking board games uh beginning uh we first see a labelle's gambit satan sign yeah i was Uh, like oh that's a devil game these look like devil games all these look like devil games i was like you open on that well all right we know where we're going from here uh secret council family ritual they're the names of the games um and we see some little boys 
mm-hmm. who are in a very magnificent looking house. It looks like a haunted mansion. I was like, oh, this is like a creepy house already. I love it. It's like very old. I was like, these either really old money and kids running around playing like hide and seek or something. It looks really creepy and cool. So it ends up being uh, brothers Daniel and Alex, um, and Daniel hides Alex in the cupboard while a bunch of grown-ups come in. Uh, there is a gentleman dressed in a very sharp-looking tuxedo who is running uh, panicked, and a bunch of people come in with very creepy masks on. Uh, and they're cloaked and stuff, too, like yeah. cloaked figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and end up shooting the groom with arrows. So we're like, okay, something's up. But then with 30 years later, let's well, also one of them says, Daniel, please. They asked for help. That's the twist though, too. You don't need to talk about this yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. They ask, freaking ask for help. Like the, the groom or whoever's just gotten married here. And he's like, Daniel, please help. And instead of helping, he just calls the family and it's like, Hey, come here. It's like, Oh, whoa, that kid was not trying to help this guy. And this guy looked desperado and then he's dead. And then 30 <laughs> years later, Holy shit. Okay. Like that's an intro. I'm sorry, Desperado, and the song went through my head, and it was oh no! It was <laughs> I would love, to, I would love to put that over, and make like a fun little mix of that, like intro Desperado. It's just like Daniel, <laughs> like slow run. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to uh, Grace, who is Samara Weaving, who is uh, she is reciting vows, and we we pull back to find out she's reciting vows to herself in the mirror, practicing her vows. And her fiance, Alex, uh, comes in. And right away, I was like, oh, no, can't see the bride before the wedding, man. That's fucking bad luck. Yep. And I was like, oh, they're starting off. It's like, already, we're going like, we're bucking tradition. It's fuck it. But also, you just set yourself up for bad luck. Yep. Honestly, I thought that too. I was like, why is he hanging out there? And then like, she was smoking, like a bunch of stuff that's happening that like, is not supposed to be happening. Like right before you're about to walk down the aisle, they looked way too stressed too. Like, I mean, people often look nervous before their wedding, but they usually look like happy, nervous. He looked like freaked out nervous, which is not necessarily a good sign before you're about to walk down the aisle with somebody. Uh, But you get a little dynamic of the brothers here too. And I was delighted to see Adam Brody as our dear brother here, Daniel. I was like, Ooh. Little Jennifer's yeah, body, I, little yeah, friend, little I only know from Jennifer's body, but I, like, I know hilarious. Him, <laughs> I know him from like gossip columns and stuff, but that's the only thing I've seen him in. Yeah, teen heartthrob. Probably, yeah, you were not probably an OC uh, target uh, too, audience. Too soap, soap opera for me. Yeah, and Terry is all about them soaps. I love sappy, sappy shit. Like I loved like Melrose <laughs> Place and like Nano Two and okay. O and like all that stuff was for me, for me, yeah. for me. I was so I was busy horror moving it up during those time periods. Clearly, we I had know. different paths, but look at us converging again. <gasps> And then our they worlds are. come together because like, even like with like crazy as hell, like I was like, those are soap stars. And you're like, who? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh-huh. That's okay. I only knew. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Uh, so, but they give, you know, they have this very, you know, strange interaction where both Daniel and Alex seem nervous and out of sorts and are kind of giving looks to Grace that she's so, she's very cavalier. I feel like she doesn't feel nervous at all. She seems quite No, because she made a decision. She wanted to be part of a family. We find out through the course of events that she was actually in foster care and didn't really have like a really great family growing up. So this is her opportunity. I mean, this family on like for all intents and purposes looks perfect on paper. Do you know what I mean? They're like, they're super successful. They have this big old mansion of a home. Like they got like old money, it seems. Do you know what I mean? They're like, and like, she doesn't seem like she's a gold digger, but she is happy to probably have some sort of like 
settle, like we feel settled in a way, you know? Um, but then you realize that like, as their family's kind of talking with her and like, you're meeting some of the other members of the family, they seem like terrible people, like the worst kind of rich, rich people. Like they don't like anybody. They're glaring at her. They're not welcoming. They're not kind. This is not the family, even if they are filthy rich that you necessarily want to hang out around longer than you need to. Um, and they, just, and they don't they mm-hmm. seem kind of, kind of numb to me. They feel like they're like disconnected from that inside. The world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dead inside is how they, they feel quite soulless, which yeah, is no uh, souls. Quite, mm-hmm. quite, quite apt. Uh, but the only person who seems friendly at all to grace is played by our friend, Andy McDowell yes. as uh, the mom in this family. I feel like I haven't seen her for a while. I was very happy to see her face. She looked I was too. And she looked she, good for her for wanting to take on this role as well. I'm so like, good. Yes. Uh, so then, uh, we go through the wedding, uh, they have this gorgeous wedding outside and then we get to, uh, the bedroom afterwards and Alex and Grace are, are making out on the bed. She's like real excited wedding for the night, wedding, wedding night. night. Yeah. yeah. She's excited. It and, doesn't uh, get very also, far. <laughs> no. Cause they see her, his super fucking creepy aunt Helene, like lurking in the corner of the bedroom. It's so <laughs> terrifying. I can't imagine if I was making out with somebody and looked up and there's like this creepy woman staring at me from a closet. It's like a David Lynch movie. It's That's so terrifying. Cool. And she is the steeliest looking motherfucker of a lady. Like she's got like the grimmest light, thin line of a mouth, you know, like beady kind of eyes. She's got frosted white hair. That's like, you know, straight up. Wait, that feels like me a little bit. Um, she's got like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like describing myself. I'm like, uh, making faces, but she looks so uh, like pure evil. She's like this, like st- stout little woman, but she is glaring like a motherfucker at her. And it's terrifying. And it's uh, like, she- that is not the face you want to see on your wedding night. No, uh, but she's you're reminding him they need to be downstairs at midnight near it's close to midnight. And you know, I, Alex, you know, to Alex's uh, discredit, does not has not explained anything to Grace, right? Like he's put this off until the very last second, uh, where he says, "Okay, so my family has this tradition on your wedding night, you have to go down and like pick a card and play a game." And she's like, "Oh, you're kidding, right? Like it's our wedding night." And like, like checkers? No. <laughs> yeah. What game are we playing? He's like, "I don't know. We got to pick a card." And he's like, "Okay, I would be so disappointed <laughs> if that was my wedding night." I would have been like, "Dude, having you need- to have your wedding night." at a place where you know all your family is that seems awkward enough and now you gotta like hang out like not running off to a hotel or something like i was like i would have been like let's get the hell out of here but they did not skedaddle right after the ceremony which i feel like was mistake number two because number one was definitely seeing each other before that thing and then number two was definitely not like hightailing it out of there as soon as that wedding was done um especially if he had any inkling what might happen coming up next so they head downstairs um, and they get set up for this game and she's still playing it off. Like, okay, like we're going to play like checker charades, like some, you know, family bullshit game, whatever. But, uh, she gets to go in the, the secret special family room that only their family can go in. And now she's part of the family. She can go into the special room, the Ladomas family room. Yeah. Just weapons everywhere you look. It's not just weapons. It's also just hunting. A, like paraphernalia kind of reminded me a little bit old producer adam what up shout out to like deer heads on walls and things like that um wild game hunters like they definitely are trophy hunters of a family they have a ton of kill and then implements of those kills kind of like next to the busts and heads of different animals of the past 
uh, they have a, a super sweet ass table uh, mm-hmm. where they we all sit around and they talk about uh, the the history behind what's going to happen. Is there's a man named Mr. Le Dumas, and when their ancestors, Mr. LeBale. I'm sorry, you're right, Mr. LeBale. They're the LeDumas family, but Mr. LeBale, which is, Bale is an old name for the devil from, like, the Bible oh. and stuff, too. See, old I Testament, Talmud, no problem. I was like, oh, it's the devil. As soon as I saw LeBale, I was like, oh, Bale, Bale was, like, one of the old, old-timey old devil gods. See, it's surprising how much my not my non-existent religious knowledge comes up in horror movies quite a lot. They use it so much because anything that's like considered evil. Now you see why my parents wouldn't let me watch any of them. It's like all (laughs) like plays on the devil or evil or something like that. And it's like, you're not supposed to dwell on that. So anyway, yay, Jesus. Okay. So there's a box of evil things. (laughs) Uh, A a, a puzzle box. Mm -hmm. Uh, We like horror movie puzzle boxes. And so Mr. LeVail made a a deal with the family that they would be very, very successful. Uh, But the stipulation was uh, whenever any of them got married, they would have to, on the wedding night, uh, put a car, a blank car, in the puzzle box and then it would teach them it t- tell them what game to play yeah so mr LeBale would like change the the card basically it's like a super magic trick from a mystery spirit from with a box so the 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 other husbands and wives said they got the checkers like old old maid like all these you know really lame games and then it comes down to her and she picks it out and she's like oh do you really have to play hide and seek and they're like silence the looks yeah, That's the room the changes because that is literally the only card that no one ever wants to pull or no one ever wants to see. And you find out it's not just any old regular game of hide and seek. It's like seek to the death seek. And the family, you know, sets her kind of on her way, but they um, do like the old timey way. They're like, oh, no, we turn off the cameras because we want it to be as much like it was when this whole game or pact was set up many moons ago that this was a thing that we have to do as a family tradition. Um, and they also pull out a bunch of these old timey weapons we saw around the room. Right. Uh, Grace, so. Grace doesn't know this. Grace just thinks they're actually just playing hide and seek. So she's yeah. very flippant. She's kind of going around very easygoing. She ends up hiding at a dumb waiter, which is an excellent place to hide. I would say it's but brilliant. Uh, but you know, she asked them like, how long do we have to do this for? And they're like, Oh, and if we don't find you by dawn, like we'll find you, we'll find you, but you, we have to do this all night long. So she doesn't want to sit in this dumbwaiter all night, which is always a mistake. And I feel like whenever, if I was in any sort of situation, not that she knows she's in danger here, but you just stay, you, you, you get your place and you just stay there. Like they Yeah. But leave. if you're wearing a full wedding dress and you're yeah. in a thing, that's like the size of like a little, like, you know, um, trash can or shoot. Do you know what I mean? Though, like a dumbwaiter's not big. Her legs would probably be cramped in like 10 minutes or less. Do you know what I mean? They're like full on, like wouldn't feel like blood, like going to your toes cramped. So I give her that as like, man, I would probably want to get out of there too. And like, might as well be found so we can call it over. But she doesn't know the stakes of the game are quite high. (laughs) Uh, but her husband has snuck off the the family had locked him in uh, the the hunting room uh, so he wouldn't have to deal with it and be there. Uh, well, no, also stuck- so he doesn't tip her off or try to whisk her out of there because yes. he's already we've already established that he's different than the rest of the family and they don't like that he left at some point and he didn't he was gone away for a while and found this girl. That's partly why they disapproved too because he was not with them when this all went down. So. Yeah. Uh, so he he escapes the room through some service tunnels that run throughout the house and finds Grace, takes her into the bedroom and 
is about to like start to tell her what's going on. Uh, and there's a maid that comes in. They have three very hot, very suspicious maids at this place that don't look like they're maids at all. They just are the, like service, li- service ladies, attendants. Yeah, they were definitely like... They were, and also you find out one of them is not actually a maid. She was like, I was just brought here because they liked how I did something or whatever. Like they liked how she, yeah, how she danced. So I was like, oh, okay. Like they may have gotten her at the strip club. Who knows? Um, but right. they made them look like, beautiful and these hot little black outfits. It reminded me a little bit of like the Simply Irresistible Girls, like from back in the day, like Robert Palmer, <laughs> you know, yeah. like sleepy little black dresses and like, it's like, they are not dressed like maids. They're dressed like they're going to a cocktail party, um, mm-hmm. you know, but like, yeah. Uh, so just before he can tell her the maid who has come in, uh, is shot through the head, uh, through the eye. Yeah. And, uh, because they think it's grace. Mm -hmm. So this is all a moment where the family comes in and are disappointed because it's not grace and overhearing them. Grace realizes what's going on and they're just hiding behind the bed and she just has to be silent while she's hearing all of this, which would be so hard she's getting the exposition and it's like holy shit what have i signed up for and it's crazy too because the the person who shot the maid was emily which is the um, one of the sisters and she's coked up out of her mind which is also kind of comical because she was like i'm ready to go kill some people and like she has to do this to like amp herself up played with beautiful comedic relief and she's just like got like white stuff hanging from the like i mean just quintessential like cokehead like uh-huh. <laughs> like what did i do did i get it did i get it did i get it and you're like oh god girl like no <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong person. Um, uh, so they, we, she finds out that they, they don't actually want to kill her. They want to maim her because they need her for the ritual, which they, she hears them. So husband decides, okay, we're going to escape through the service tunnels. We're get we're out of here. This will be great. It'll be fine. Uh, they get her down there. Uh, Julia loved that she changed into her chucks. And of now course. She's like, Final girl chucks. And I was like, yeah. And she loves her wedding dress a little bit while she's down there. But this is also when they kind of split the party though, too, because they've got to make a, a plan. I know always a bad idea when you split the party, Dungeons and Dragons rules, always bad. Don't split the party. Someone going to die. <laughs> if your husband is like, let's escape before we both die. And then it's like, no, no, wait a second. You go that way, I'll go this way. You're like, no, 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 I'm staying with you. And she's also like adrenalized and he's trying to give her directions on where to go. He's like down the hall this way and then hang a left. And she's like down the hall this way and then, huh? Like, and all the doors look the exact freaking same down this like, you know, service hallway. Um, But yeah. And And she, you know, and he asks her why she didn't, he didn't tell her. Uh, And he says that if he told her she would have left and if he hadn't proposed, she would have left. So that's how bad he wanted her. But he figured that the game with a card would be, you know, chess or whatever, and it would be fine. But he figured wrong. He figured wrong. And and I think in the bottom pit of his heart, he knew that it might go this way too. And I feel like you can't tell a girl like you might die or we're going to play chess. So who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Yeah. It's kind of like a seven seal kind of thing, right? Like you don't want to like put in that situation. Uh, So we got her, she's now, she's punk rock. She's ripped her dress. She's got her chucks on. She's ready to go. She walks out the door, picks the wrong one right into the family. And so we're like, oh, that went well. (laughs) Well, not the whole Uh, family, just brother Daniel is who she ends up meeting up with. And Daniel, he's, this is our Adam Brody dude. And he's um, not really into the game either. Like he had had tried to warn his brother, be like, dude, like, why are you marrying this girl? Like, you do not have to do this. Like, you don't need to bring her into this family. Like, it's not a necessary evil. Um, And he basically is like sitting there hanging out, having a drink. Do you know what I mean though? Like he doesn't, he's not interested in playing the game really. Um, and so she realizes they, she might have an ally cause he's not really trying that hard. 
hard and talks him into like basically letting her go. And so she runs away. He kind of helps do a little decoy for her and the family comes in. He's like, Oh, sorry, I missed her. Um, and then Emily comes and hangs out and, and finds him. And, and then they end up killing another one of the maids. <laughs> Poor maids. Poor maids. Um, and then, like, because she wasn't full dead, like, they get it, like, um, Aunt Helene gets her freaking battle axe, basically, and, like, knops off the girl's head. So there, there's some stuff it's going a battle on. battle axe with a battle axe. She is a battle axe. The battle axe with a battle axe. That's true. I didn't realize that's the perfect weapon for her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so they decide uh, the family have, have had enough of playing fair. They're going to turn those cameras on and just find her and get this over with, because if uh, they don't find her and get this all done by dawn, they believe they're all going to die. So the state are high on both sides um but she uh finally goes in gets her stash gets her big fucking gun her big fuck off antique hunting gun right from the room Mm -hmm. bullets coming out looking like a total badass and i love that they have the moan of her like she comes out and she catches herself in the mirror and there's just that moment of like she see like you know, six hours ago, what she was and what she is now and having to deal with that. You don't get a lot of that kind of self-recognition of final girlness. Yeah. The juxtaposition of like, okay, this is it. Like it is a big realization of like, I thought this was going to be my beautiful wedding night and look at me now. Like I'm literally wearing my chucks. I'm suited up like freaking Rambo (laughs) and ready to go. Like, you know, defend my family, kill my new family (laughs) and defend my life (laughs) against these people. And she's already had like an inner altercation with um, the butler, um, Stevens. He's a hot mess. They, she's like spouring water on him. They had a whole inner altercation in the kitchen that did not go well. Um, and her husband, Alex, her new husband, has just like ruined like the security cameras and stuff like that. So the thing that they thought they were going to have as like an advantage is gone. So yeah. now they really have to. Their- Alex, Alex chokes his dad. Yeah, like, really, really chokes his dad. Like he could kill him if he just waited a couple more seconds. Kills his dad. I mean, he chokes his dad. So, uh, and then dad knocks out fi- Alex with a fire extinguisher. So, they're like, okay, they're da- we're getting down to it. We don't have time to fuck around. We got to get to where we're going. So, uh, Grace decides, and, and again, Julia likes his plan. Goes back to the dumb waiter. She's like, I could just go fucking hide in that dumb waiter. I'm like, right on. Go back to that dumb waiter. Yeah, but you're a good hiding spot. Waiter, <laughs> but dumbwaiter is taken by the third maid and you're like oh honey oh no <laughs> one well two and oh no so yeah uh, the girl pushes her out of the dumbwaiter she's like no 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 bitch you can't be in here because i'm in here but the way she put closes it she misses her timing and she ends up decapitating herself on the dumbwaiter with the door <laughs> It's a real good death. I really enjoyed it i was like dumbwaiter death i'm into it well done i was like the name uh, is dumb <laughs> it's supposed to be a dumb waiter because I know, it's a but waiter it's talk right i get like, it yeah it'll bring you your food but you don't have to listen to him yabber is the idea i, I never really thought about it but i was explaining that to myself not explaining that to you i was like sure i don't know we have to look up the origin of it i'm sure it's got some fun name like that but it was really funny but we also find out through a course of events because there's all this exposition happening as the family's like you know in between shots and in between scenes that we turn find out that alex was actually the good son and that they had the highest hopes for him and they wanted him to ultimately be the new patriarch and lead the family because daniel was kind of like the mm, not so great son um, second son. Um, and so you get that they all had a lot of high hopes for him and that they really wanted him to be there and like be a part of this whole ritual. And the fact that he's also, kind of rejected who he is, they're not about that. 
Well, he was also he's also very special because he saw Mr. LaBelle when he was a child. So that he's the only one out of the family that who's actually seen him. So he he's like the chosen special. child. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, it's funny too. I love the bitch Emily's husband, who's like a little bit of comic relief too. I want to give a little shout out. He was so funny. Just run. He was amazing. He's just like he's so funny and just like so awkward he's like the one he's like yeah we gotta kill things now okay okay great but then he ends up playing on his phone and like doing other stuff that has nothing to do with this like whole thing but he's trying to still prove himself but he's not very good at it so anyway shout out to that guy uh, so Grace ends up uh, on the roof where she has a choice where she's just got to jump. So she jumps from the second story out in the garden, uh, which is still set for the wedding. Yeah. And, uh, runs out to the stable where she's th- thinks it's a pretty good place to hide. It seems like it, but there's also children that have been in the house again, kind of learning this into 30 years ahead, like prior when the, um, Daniel and, and Alex were little boys. There are other little boys here, here tonight. They had been being watched by the maids, but you know what happened to them? They all dead now. So the kids are kind of on their own. Um, and Georgie finds, um, finds our dear, um, our dear grace. And instead of, she's like, help me be quiet. Instead of trying to help her, he does kind of a little bit like a little flashback to what Daniel did and be like calling out the family. She, yep. he has a gun and he shoots her hand <laughs> shoots her right through the hand. So she's got like a hole in her hand. Uh, and she just punches him in the fucking face. And I was like, well, that's what you would do. Yep. <laughs> Someone just shot you in the hand no matter if they're a kid or not so she's she sent out the alarm and all these people are coming she's in the stable with a bunch of goats and she trips and falls backward into a pit which is Disgusting. i've seen a lot of movies with, with a lot of pits and i'd have to say this one is one of the worst pits i've ever seen in a film it's just clearly where they've been throwing bodies for years and i've never cleaned it and i've never they just chuck them in there and they've been there and she falls into it and it made me want to vom it was amazing yep Full on, full vom. It was so many different parts, human parts, animal parts, just parts. And then she has to try to crawl out of there with a hole in her hand, uh, which she does. But at the top of that stair, she ends up putting her hand through um, a, 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 a nail as well. The, the ladder breaks and yeah. so she's hanging there. The only way she can get up is through it, putting her hand on a nail and pulling it up pretty pretty gnarly uh so sorry i'm just like thinking about it it. (laughs) so she finally gets out of there and and she's running out she gets out of the gate and she's running she's on the road so we were like yes finally on the road um and a car drives by and they're just like nope just drive right best well yeah because she looks crazy and i would probably like not want to pick that hitchhiker up either even though she looks like in distress but who the hell knows because she's also squeezed herself through this fence and like rips a gnarly like from the um the wrought iron of the fence like courses through and gives her a nice gash across her body so we're getting some high gore now you guys we've got a hole in the hand we've got a gash across the body we've seen her in the pit of 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 all the sadness we've gotten so many things already um yeah, and then it's, 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 a, it's a bloody 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 delight i love how gory this movie is full on but then they find they daniel's wife finds her is like oh she's by the north fence they find out because they get the camera situation or something and stevens lets them know hey where she is um the butler and he turns on her and because he's helping um but she um Steve Stevens coming with the car basically and has to like hide and they have like a whole kind of cat and mouse freaking dealing with I rich people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that she garrots him with the ribbon from her wedding dress. 
It's like this, like she keeps finding uses for it. It's kind She's of ripping uh, pieces incredible. of that dress. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, like find her wounds and stuff. So she is able to steal the car. And when she gets in the car, uh, she calls the, what do you call that service? It's like OnStar. OnStar. Yeah. Uh, where they can get help for you. Uh, you can just call and get help. Yeah. But you know, if you're not calling the police directly, it's got to be some terrible system. And right away. That's her only option though, right? She doesn't yeah. have a phone or anything on her. Right. Uh, but they said, oh, the uh, we're reporting this vehicle has been reported stolen. So we're shutting the car down and they can remotely do that. So now she is fucked again. She's so, they're so close to getting away so many times. You're like, oh, Grace, keep going, girl. Keep going. Yeah. And uh, Steven shoots her with a tranquilizer gun. So then. Because yep, she didn't kill him. She just knocked him out earlier. That's what happened. She should have shot him in the face. <laughs> Got double tap too, <laughs> right? Double tap. <laughs> um, so Stevens and her like have that whole altercation. They end, he ends up putting her in in the car and driving her back up to the house. Um, but she, he's got her tied up in the back seat, and this is beautiful too because they've had this whole like um the 1812 overture playing throughout multiple parts of the movie it's like they're like we're gonna go kill people music i guess um to this crazy classical music and so he cranks it up in his car and it's like you know and he's like so triumph so (laughs) proud of his little self and he um reaches out to the family calls them like and they're you know doing like a video call from the car and um they're like steven stevens but he can't hear because his music's too loud in his car that she has worked her way back up awake from her like knocked out unconsciousness and his kicks ends up kicking him and they have a terrible rolling car accident mm-hmm. oh so gnarly uh daniel ends up finding her which she's uh, in the woods. She, again, think we're, we're going to get away, uh, but knocks her out. And dad's right there too. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I knew you would help me, son. Cause it's the, still about the family. They're still very, very tight. And that's where they talk about. We have to protect the family, but family one hopes for the best. And so there they are. Um, yeah, we'll do anything for your family. And the mother and son have a, have a touching conversation about that too. But then all of a sudden we get cut to, She's on a table looking like a human sacrifice. We've got chanting and sl- yeah. slicing of, of a goat. And they were like, oh, that's what they've been using all these goats for. Definitely from goat goats sacrifices. And the family uh, circles all around chanting, her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're chanting uh, Shemham Farash, which I looked up. And it's hallelujah in the Satanic Bible. Just FYI. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's full on ritual. She is tied down and they're just they are persuading Alex to do it because they want him because he's the, the chosen one. Um, but it turns and- out Daniel has poisoned them. <laughs> yes. And poison. Cause they have a chalice that they have to uh, pass around and share. And he has put poison in this chalice and they all start retching. So we've got vom after we yep. <laughs> right now too. Um, and oh my gosh, he helps her escape. And she was like, I knew you would help me at some point. She had a feeling about him. But- uh, so then it's just kind of this free for all. And, uh, you know, grace is in this state of panic. Uh, there is this scream Terry that Terry and I talked about. There is this one scream in this film where she gets up off of the table and it's, I've never heard a scream like it. It's so incredible. It sounds like she's kind of a sacrificial lamb, but she's also like so afraid and so human. It's incredible. And I don't know if she was trying to sound like a lamb or like a goat on purpose, but she does. And when you like 
I don't know. I watched, I like rerounded it and watched it a bunch of times. I'm like, damn, never seen a scream like that. Good. God damn. It's really good. It's a, it's one of the best screams I have. Uh, yes. And yes. Um, so it's <laughs> like a big rude awakening. So now that's like the chase is on again. Um, Daniel ends up getting killed in the midst of it from one of his sisters. Um, she, there's, Things happen where they've been talking about how, like, I guess one of the families back in the day, somebody broke part of this pact at some point, and another family that they know of, and their whole house, like, went up in flames and stuff like that, too. So they're worried that this might happen. And, of course, in the course of this, she does knock over a lantern, and all of a sudden, part of the house is on fire now, too. So we're dealing with a house fire. We're dealing with, like, crazy-ass old-timey weapons. And the sun is starting to rise. So everybody's really in a state of panic. Uh, it comes down to uh, mom and Grace having this battle of just free for all to the death kind of battle. And Grace ends up uh, smashing her face in with the puzzle box, the LaBelle puzzle box. And like really fucking doing it. Like this is fucking quadruple tapping it. No doubt about it. She's not, not playing up. anymore. Not playing anymore. Yeah. And then they have this chess conversation with with, with um, Alex at this moment too, and he's like, tries to like be on her side, but then flips at the same time, and he's like, "You won't be with me after this, will you?" And she's like, "That's not even a conversation. Like, you full on lied to me, and then you, I'm basically almost got murdered. I have like a hole in my hand, cuts all over my body. My wedding dress is now literally, it's like the red wedding. It's like bloody as hell. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not going to be with you. But that's when he's like, okay. And just gives her up because he's like, well, either way we got to kill her. Like you can't leave her, let her leave like now. So we got to kill her either way. And so he's all he's about like, that family. Prepared, mm-hmm. prepared to do it. Uh, but right at the last second, when she gets away, the sun starts to kind of like sun comes up. And so it's, is she safe? What is going to happen? Are they and, really all going to die? And they're is all like, we look fine. Everybody's fine. And the sun's coming up. And I was like, oh, are they just idiots? Like full, like there was just, just some BS that they had, but no. Sure, Cause it's like family tradition, right? Cause you're just like, oh, you accept it. And this is what has done. And this is what happens uh, until they all start exploding really really great like all of them one by one until the entire room is covered from floor to ceiling including great and blood yeah liquefied so she's like baptized in all of the (laughs) freaking guts (laughs) and and she just starts laughing she starts laughing because what are you gonna do anything else how can you anything else like literally if you told her like the day before like this is what's gonna happen on your wedding night and she'd be like yeah okay like what are you smoking? Like, are you kidding me? And so, um, she walks out of the house and behind her, the house, you know, is before she walks out of the house, before Mm -hmm. she walks out of the house, she sees Mr. LaBelle in the chair who toasts to her because, uh, earlier in the night when they had first about to play the game, she had toasted to Mr. LaBelle and now she had won. And so he's giving her the toast and I love, it's such a great moment. And she just goes, fuck. I'm like, what else are you going <laughs> to do? So I don't know. If, I mean, I took it to mean that she's like, she's next, right? She's now been chosen by or, Mr. LaBelle or he's just toasting her. Well done. Yeah. Like she got, maybe cause, because no one else was trying to toast to him. Like, and she like made the right choice. Like if she had chosen not him, maybe that night, like maybe she would have had a different outcome. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I love that. And then she walks out and then she's on the back porch where her wedding had taken place mere hours before has a seat while the castle mansion home behind her is up in flames. She's literally covered in blood. 
Her wedding gown is now burgundy <laughs> from the Smoking Night's Adventures. Smoking a she cigarette. Mm-hmm. A picture of the final girl twang. There and, you are. And then the cop comes up to her and says, ma'am, are you okay? And what'd she what say? <laughs> In-laws. <laughs> like, all right. I don't I, I, I can't imagine how one would ever explain that to the police, but you know, that's a whole nother movie. <laughs> Um, I thought this movie was an absolute delight. It was recommended to us by a bunch of our listeners. So we are really excited to get into it. We love Samara Weaving so much from Mayhem and uh, The Babysitter. She's really, really a joy to watch always. Um, This this movie, uh, we're going to go through the gore factor, but I think we can tell already uh, what this film will be. Uh, one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. <laughs> Two is a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. I think this one gets a five. Although yeah. it must be said that this movie is not like Hellraiser five, right? Cause this, I mean, even though there's the same amount of gore or more, it's, horror comedy right so it doesn't play the same way there's a lot though julia from the decapitation like shot through her hand just for that goat pit alone i don't know that's pretty bad i mean obviously it's not like but it is pits of it is the devil still so i mean it's not like full pits of hell but it is like hell on earth it's pretty bad um yeah full five for sure and then we got these movie ratings here. Zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastic oracle. I definitely give this one a five. It was my cup of tea. It's comedy horror, but like, uh, done so well. <laughs> and when you got family imploding at the end, I don't know what else to tell you. Good shit. Uh, I agree. I gave this a five as well. So this is an all around five. Ooh, new all around five. We should have a noise. <laughs> we should talk to producer Wes. I bet he could make one up. <laughs> I bet you can make a noise. Our all around five noise. Um, so we, we totally a hundred percent recommend ready or not. Uh, what fun, uh, unless you're really not into gore and then maybe not. <laughs> Correct. Correct. If you don't do good with the blood, I would skip it. But I feel like even if you don't just turn around, there's some moments. Um, overall, I think the performances are so fun. So high recommend from us. Um, and yeah, super fun. Thanks Jules. So, yeah, uh, next week we are going to be talking about a movie that I'm very excited to talk about. <clears throat> Pardon me. I saw it in the theater. Uh, I was one of the very few that saw it in the theater and tried to champion it, and I I don't think I did it. So I'm going to try it again on the show uh, and say uh, we're going to talk about Underwater. Ooh, let's get underwater together. Um, yeah, we love we love the case, too. Uh, Kristen Stewart, so we'll be talking about that next week. Join us on the internet in the meantime, guys, on the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or movie survival guide slash Patreon.com, all that good stuff. You can find some little extras. We talked about Satan last month for our, our extra. Um, we might talk about some more fun stuff. You never know what's going to happen here, um, especially for our Patreons as well. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for Underwater. <laughs>